What's going on, everybody? We're recording episode one of Beneath the Business podcast. Super excited about this. We've been, I've, been, I've been working on this one for uh, a little while now, uh, trying to figure out how to kick things off with this podcast, trying to figure out what things that I felt like needed to be said. And, you know, it took me a few weeks after I did that little short, uh, I think it was about a two minute intro um, a couple weeks back. But we're finally here. We're in episode one. It's called Family and Business, and like the title states, we will be discussing family and business. You know, having that family business that you're either trying to create, trying to manage, you know, um, how to make it healthy, how to keep it separated, what boundaries need to be in place, you know, just different, different touch points of it. But before we jump off into that, I want to wish every single listener, everybody out there, even if you're don't listen or if you're just stuck in the car right now somebody who is listening merry christmas and happy new year i hope that your thanksgiving was was grand i really do um you know it it is hitting that holiday season we got 20 days until christmas and and nobody likes shopping at the last minute so i hope everybody's getting their final gift spot this early i know there's gonna be a few people that are gonna be rushing around that last week trying to figure out what to do I know I'm getting mine wrapped up, um, and I hope y'all's plans are set in stone, you know? I really hope you guys are seeing family or friends or loved ones of some kind out there. Um, and uh, so, you know, I just I hope everything's going solid for you through this, through this holiday season. Uh, with that being said, there are people who won't be able to reach loved ones this year or who are going to be having a rough time um, this holiday season. And as everybody knows, suicide does peak during the holiday season. Um, and I just want to say that, that you know, with all the love in the world, I hope if that's you and you're listening to this, I really do hope you, you find somebody to confide in. Um, there is a crisis line, uh, hotline, if you need to make a phone call. Um, I hope you find some help maybe, you know, um, anything really because... That's a very permanent solution to a problem that might be able to be solved. Um, I know it spikes uh, across the entire population of the U.S. at least. I'm not not sure what it looks like in other countries. But um, that and touch point on the veteran community and the active duty community as well. I know some of you guys won't be be able to be home this year. But uh, just know you, you do have a family that might not be blood, but... But we love each other like we are, you know. Um, we do a lot of crazy things together. And as an Air Force veteran, you know, I've I've been there where you can't make it home, and you do have to spend a holiday alone. And and that's where those men and women you work with do become family. Um, so, with that being said, you know, I know that's kind of a depressing note, but it's something that needs to be talked about. And I hope everybody does have safe travels, you know, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Holidays all the way around, um, I can't wait to really get this rolling, you know, I know it's the end of the year, I got a couple things lined up before and after Christmas, so uh, I hope you guys enjoy these podcasts, because I know I'm going to enjoy making them, and uh, with that being said, we're going to jump into our company spotlight, so for this episode right and episodes following i'm going to choose one small business to spotlight that either i use or i've been recommended to 
this week's is going to be Dana J Creation. She created the logo for Beneath the Business. She created the logo for Safe and Sound. Um, and she just does great work. I know she's building up her own little client uh, base. She's on Instagram. If you guys want to go check out some of her work, I believe it's just Dana J Creations. Um, you know, uh, she does chalkboards, she does logos, digital designs, whatever it is that you might need. She's more than happy to help with, and she does it just out of the love of doing it. Um, you know, the fees are extremely low for the quality of work that she does and how many hours she puts into it. So, with that being said, check her out. She's great. Um, and we're going to dive off into this thing. So, you know, we're first going to cover what a family business is, right? And it is a business that is governed essentially by family, whether it be by adoption, blood, marriage, whatever it is, the family is making decisions for that business. They are partners within that business, right? So that that's what it is. And we all know you don't mix those two things together, but I, in my personal opinion, there's nothing better to mix. You know, if it's done right, it does nothing but bring the family closer together. If it's done properly, it's going to last a long, long time. And there's business reviews and studies that prove it. Um, so we're going to be diving into it um, and what really you know, sets the tone in it, how to make it functional within your family, and, and also how important it is. In fact, we're going to kick it off at, after that explanation. Our ne- next thing we're going to be talking about is how they impact the economy. So now this is just the U.S., right? But in the United States alone, there are 24.2 million family businesses right they outlast other major corporations um due to the fact that they're passed down generation to generation to generation um they have some of the most rock solid governances because they marry family governance with corporate governance we'll talk about that in a little bit um but they also contribute 64 percent of the united states gdp we have a GDP of $23 trillion. So 64% of that is $14.7 trillion. I want to let that sink in. If these 24 million businesses disappeared tomorrow, we would drop from $23 trillion to, what is that, $8.3 trillion? Just some quick math real quick. Um, so they're, they're, they're vital. To, to the backbone of what makes this economy turn. Even though you might not see them in the news every day, you might not um, visit them every day, they're in your community, and that's what they're there to do. They're there to support their neighbors. They're there to be supported by their neighbors. But they're also there to help be a foundation within the community that they thrive in, within, within the within their neighbors, you know, and then the neighbors are the ones that support them. And you, you never know, you might be living right next door to somebody who's a small business owner, and you just don't know it. And you know, and these are the stores that that you expect to get a discount from, whereas, you know, a lot of people are okay with paying full price for at a large retail box chain, you know, look at Walmart, never seen somebody really go after discounts from Walmart, you know, <laughs> or or just boldly ask for them. But you go into a small business, you ask what discounts they're offering, and nine times out of ten, they are running some discounts. You know, keep business flowing. But these are the people we should be paying full price to and and really 
supporting them. So that that's that's the economic look on it, right? As far as as far as creating the family business, there are going to be trials and tribulations. It is trial by fire. You're going to learn and it's going to be painful at times, but the growth that comes after that uncomfortable feeling and the the uncomfortable situations is going to bring you guys back closer together as long as you can maneuver it together as a unified front. And there's going to be times in which, you know, you guys are going to have differing opinions, but finding the common ground is what really is going to move that business forward and keep the efficiency of that business flowing, keep the growth going, keep everything moving in the correct direction. So... Family governance, what is it? Well, it's the family and they're that it's family's morals, ethics, and beliefs governing that business, right? It is them deciding and setting goals based off of the family principles on how to run that company. Now, having this in and of itself is a beautiful thing because it's not just ran off of bottom lines. It's ran off of the beliefs of the individuals within that family so it, it already has a different texture and feel than um, a large Fortune 500 company, which is mostly corporate governance, right? So that would be like having outside boards or outside individuals looking in on the company, helping advise the company. Now, both of these together are what make a great family business. You know, you can do one, you can do the other. They're both good. Together, if you can marry them together, that'd be beautiful, right? Because... Now you'll have a set standard and set standards and goals from the family governance, right? So what the morals and ethics are of that company. And then you'll also be able to rely on outsiders to help steer the ship or right the ship in moments where the family just can't seem to find something to agree upon. So having outside advisors isn't a bad thing in the family business. It really isn't. Having outside boards um, whether it be executive boards, leadership boards, um, whatever directors, board of directors, whatever it is, to help guide down that path in order for them to help resolve any conflict, that's not a bad decision to make. Um, but definitely marrying the two would be a big, big win in a family business. Um, I know from from my own experience, you know, I don't see eye to eye with my partners, which are my family, on every on every occasion. Now, it doesn't mean I don't love them. I, I love them less because of it. You know, I'm not going to let that ruin my holiday plans with them. Um, but it can cause a divide for a certain period of time if you can't create a healthy boundary. You know, and I'm personally learning how to do that. And to create those healthy boundaries in order to separate both the business side of the family and, and that family time. You know, not everything revolves around the business whenever I'm on the phone with one of my family members. You know, I could be talking about how one of my nieces just scored her first soccer goal. Or um, she has a lead part in a, or one of them has a lead part in a, in a band solo or something. You know, they're all getting A's. That's no time for me to talk about family business. You know, it's time for me to spend talking about my family with my family. It's personal time. You know, now Monday through Friday, yeah, we can talk family business. Or the best way to do it is just schedule it out. 
have set times in which you have these meetings that it does schedule out for you and for everybody and then you don't let it go beyond those times set hours for that family business right for you and your family so that way once it's after that it's not a dreaded phone call something oh they just want to talk business again you know so set those times stick to them make them concrete boundaries really just flat out stick to it and and that's where you know setting your goals and deciding on principles of the business also come from these two governances right um the family can have set goals right as well as setting the principles of the business while the corporate governances they can make sure that it's steered in the proper way right all you're checking off all your boxes legally and everything like that so you know i don't see a negative point in having both um somebody might just want to use one or the other and that's okay too like i said earlier that is a-okay so now this is going to roll into 110% roll into sustaining that family business. Now you have your foundation. You got the concrete poured. You're not building the house on, on sand. You know, um, you're starting to put together everything. Well, now in sustaining that business, like I had said earlier, one thing that helps is separating the family and the business, right? So at Christmas time, right, the 24th, 25th, 26th, while I'm watching my family open presents and I'm sitting there and enjoying time that you know for the last four years since I was active duty I didn't get to have with them while I'm enjoying those moments with them it won't be about business it will be about my family relations and my family ties with them um, now once we once we get past the new year you know yeah we're gonna be we're gonna be kicking back into high gear because it's work time you know but it doesn't mean that every day for 24 hours a day it's gonna be work time it's not gonna mean every phone call is gonna be about what's going on in the business. It could just be about what's going on in the news or what's going on in your life. And again, these are things that I'm having to learn myself. So this isn't just the something easy you snap to, you know. It it's like riding a bike. You gotta learn how to do it, you know, before you can ever take off the training wheels. So, um, on top of that working in silos now this can be a bad thing in most corporations um and it's looked at as a bad thing but working in a silo would be the best example i could give to you would be like if i set up three containers had three teams working on one goal put them each in a container didn't allow any or very lot very little communication between each one of the teams told them all to work on this goal and that's going to cause issues in the end because you don't know what team a doesn't know what team b is doing team b doesn't know what team c is doing and now we're just going to start having issues right but working in a healthy silo is what's going to work for sustaining a family business so essentially it's just creating boundaries you know for example let's say you have a brother and sister uh team right the brother's over the head over production the sister's head over sales right this is just, these silos are now there, are, are just boundaries to prevent the toe stepping, right? So I'm head over this, you're head of that, I'm not going to get into your lane, You, I, I don't want you in my lane. Now, doesn't mean that we can't work together, doesn't mean that we're not going to communicate and we're going to stay in our own separate containers. But what it means is, this is my responsibility, right? This is, this is how I own my piece of the business this is my own thing this is what i get to work on now moving past those boundaries right this these 
This next thing I'm going to talk about kind of marries into it. So learning to use a workforce, okay? What a workforce is, is learning how to talk with your family members, like their coworkers, their business partners, in a business setting, and not like a brother-sister relationship, not mother-daughter, not father-son. Creating essentially equal respect of that conversation, just like if you're working a nine-to-five job and you had to go in and talk to a head of another department, let's say, right? And you go in there, well, you wouldn't treat them like your brother, you know? You, you treat them like the lead that they are. You treat them with the respect of whatever authority they were given. Um, and that's very vital in, in sustaining the, the family business. It's very, very vital. Both the silo, the healthy silo, and the work voice help establish, um, I should say, create and establish concrete boundaries, right? But the communication between the two are very, very, very key. Letting the other individuals know what it is exactly what you need in order to be successful is not a bad thing. And if you need help, reach out, ask for it, right? Um, but allowing that workflow with the work voice, right? Turning it on whenever it's eight to four, whatever your business hours are, and turning it back off afterwards to have the conversation father, son, mother, daughter, siblings, that is vital because you don't need the father, son conversations whenever, you know, you might have money on the line, you might have a contract on the line, you might have something on the line, you know, but doing it respectfully um, and, and not forcefully, you know, that is something, once again, I'm learning myself on how to do, right, with my, because my parents are my partners. Right? My mother, she does the bookkeeping side of the business. I'm over the recruiting side. And my dad uh, does our marketing, sets up our web, set up our website and everything like that. So creating the positive communication is, is sometimes difficult, uh, harder than you actually think it would be, just because you're used to having for years you're used to having conversation one way or for years you're used to settling things one way now you need to do it in a completely different light and i know for me i'm trying to make that transition and i'm trying my best to learn how to do it you know not every day is going to be easy and i already know that i knew that going into it but as i like to say just be one percent better whatever that one percent better is from the day before at doing these things eventually you're going to get it, you know, creating a schedule, setting a rhythm for yourself, for the business, for your family, letting, having everybody within that schedule agree to that schedule and then only running off of that schedule unless there's something off the wall that's an emergency at like nine o'clock at night that needs to be talked about right now because it's about the business, you know, set that aside, set those one-offs aside, but every other day only adhere to that schedule, Right. So that is, those are key elements. Working in the silo, silos, separating family and business, learning to use a work voice. Um, all of those are married together. All of those go together. All right, so next on, on this sustaining a family business, 
is creating an individual identity outside of the business. Now, family businesses are consuming, right? Uh, depending on the size, um, depending on the wealth of the business, how new it is, um, people can lose their own personal identity to it, right? Because the family businesses, they're out there in the community. They have a status in the community. They're known within their communities for whatever work that they do, more than likely. Um, their neighbors know who they are. They probably attend some sort of, uh, they probably attend church functions if they go to church. They probably attend uh, different business commerce, uh, excuse me, chamber of commerce events. They might attend different political events, you know. You, you, so they get they have the status about them within their own communities and not that it's a bad thing by any stretch of the means you know within business you want people to know you like you and trust you and so them doing that is just helping get that business grown a little bit more but and this is a big but you can't lose yourself in it if if you like to go fishing on Saturdays and set that boundary that you like to go fishing on Saturdays. If you don't want to be disrupted on at church on Sundays, then set that boundary and set those limits of, listen, like, each Saturday I'm going to go fishing for four hours. You know, I don't want to be disrupted unless it's an emergency. Or Sunday from 10 to 11, I'm at church, and then afterwards I want to spend time with my family, you know, um, outside of the bounds of business. That is completely healthy. That is completely okay to do, right? Um but say outside of that business you want to go run for a political office go run for it if you want to I don't know build boxcars and run boxcar derbies go do it you know but having that own self identity is okay even if you want to and this might be hard creating your own business outside of the family business or your own outreach or your own whatever that is okay to do because now you're creating your own identity for yourself and you're hanging on to it. But you just got to set the boundaries around that identity so that way you don't get consumed by whatever the family business is. Because it doesn't always, again, falling back on it, isn't always about business all the time, 24-7. And that's something that I've had to learn. And I'm still learning. And I'm still trying to get better at it. So it's always a work in progress. There's always, in business, there's always something that can be done better. And in a family business, there's always something new that can be learned, right? Healthy boundaries, healthy ways to communicate, all of that. I've had to say my fair share of apologies um, for not holding or for disrespecting different boundaries or not holding proper lines of communication, or being too forceful or being too too much of a dictator whenever in all reality it's a partnership. You know, and I set up my business to bring my family closer together. So that way it gives us all a common goal to drive after. You know, and we'll talk more about my own business as, as podcasts go on and um, as we do more touch points. I'm sure there'll be something at the beginning of next year about my own business. Um to explain a little bit deeper what it is but I really just in this one you know this might not be a very long episode but I really just wanted to touch down on the things that sustain and create that family business 
right? Um, so, you know, with that being, with all of that being said, you know, I just want to go back and touch what I've talked about again, you know, you know, the, how important that family business is in the economy. That's $14.7 trillion. And that's just in the last year. That's 64% of the U.S. GDP. Imagine if they all disappeared. So get out there and support your local businesses. Get out there and support that family that's trying to make it. You know, COVID stressed a lot of those. A lot of places had to shut their doors because of it, because they didn't have the money to carry on, because people couldn't get out of their houses and get to them. Um, and then creating that family business, you know, go out there. Really, get out there. Do it. If it's a passion of yours and your family wants to be in on it, I say go for it. Because there is no better partners than than your family and your friends. They're going to be there to support you no matter what. You know? And yeah, you're going to have disagreements. You're going to have probably a few arguments about how things should happen within the business. And that's okay. Just resolve them appropriately. And use that work voice. Communicate things appropriately. Create those healthy silos, right? That's all that is is a boundary. I run this, you run that. Let's work together as the leads of these two things, right? There's nothing wrong with any of that. You know, um, every business has its trials and tribulations. Family businesses just have a few more, you know. Make sure you maintain fa uh, family governance as well as corporate governance. Make sure both of those are married together. They intersect somewhere because if they don't, then you're going to have other issues, right? On which direction the business is going in, how you want to get to where you want the business to be. And make sure everybody has that set common goal, right? Set goals and set principles to guide that business through, you know? Um, and then on top of that, make sure you can separate everything out, right? Don't be talking business around, the, around a Christmas meal. While the kids are opening up presents. It's not the time nor the place. There's always a time and a place for it. But that's just not it. Um, and then create your own identity. Big one. Big one. Make sure you maintain yourself. Your own peace. Your own level of happiness as well. While maintaining and helping to maintain a family business. It's okay to do both. It's healthy to do both. If you like fishing, go fishing. Even if that's nobody else's interest or or hobby if you want to race cars go race cars so you know it that that wraps up you know like i said it wasn't gonna be a very long podcast i wraps up the things i have to say about family and business for this podcast um so moving forward you know like i had said in a little short two minute uh, teaser that i put out a few weeks back we're looking, we're going to be doing interviews on here, right? With different companies, with um, different small business owners and leaders within that business to understand what is beneath their business, right? On top of it, I'm going to be telling you what's beneath mine, you know? And I'll tell you this right now, we Safe and Sound Business Solutions, we started that to help support these small businesses that, that you couldn't find people to come work for them, right? So for recruiting... Mostly, we, we like to do in mental health and hospitality, those two industries. Um, as far as our bookkeeping goes, that is solely small business, right? We go out to other small businesses within our communities, 
We ask them if they need bookkeeping done so that way they can focus on rebuilding and growing their business. It's all about support. We don't charge outrageous prices um, in order to support more and more businesses. So that's a little bit about my own. But uh, hey, moving moving on, we I know I got a couple of interviews here lined up. One's probably going to be around the turn of the new year. Um, one of them might be within the next week or so um, of, uh, of a little company out in, out in Florida. Um, and I'm super excited to interview them. So hopefully I can get the owner of 4J's Landscaping on here. And uh, uh, he's also the owner of Ludus Magnus MMA. Or um, I think you might end that in MMA. I'll have to double check. But Ludus Magnus, that gym, if you look them up, great gym, great gym. Um, and 4J's does excellent lawn care work if you need a landscaping done. So definitely look into those two. And um, hopefully I can get that business owner on here to interview with me um, prior to Christmas. And then after that, we're going to do a little... We're going to do a little military one, um, and it'd be just uncut and raw. Um, and I think everybody would really, really enjoy that. So with that being said, again, my name's Sean. I've been your host. This has been a great right around half hour. Hopefully, the next ones can be a little bit longer. I, I hope I brought you a little bit of insight into the family business and uh, how to create one, how to keep moving forward with one. You know, it's not... It's not a one-size-fits-all for everybody. So, you know, do what, do what you think's best, what your family thinks best if you want to create one in all reality. And, and establish those healthy boundaries. Establish healthy lines of communication. And I cannot stress this one enough. Establish separating the business and the family. Because the last thing you want to do is tear your family apart over a business decision or business disagreement. So, with that being said, I will see you guys on this next episode. Like I said, I'm excited for this podcast. I'm excited to hear the reviews and what I can do better with this podcast. And uh, if anybody has any questions, please feel free to leave them. And, uh, you know, we'll start hitting those throughout the podcasts. So, you guys have a great one. This is, again, Sean for Beneath the Business presented by Safe and Sound. And... Uh, We'll catch you next time.